0: We know that eating this way, eating more plant-based foods, eating more vegetables, more fruit, more starchy foods, and all of that has been shown to help you manage your insulin levels without spending a lot of money and without relying on medication.
1: Welcome to the Plant-Based DFW Podcast Weekly Show with Dr. Riz and Maya, a show broadcasted from the Dallas-Fort Worth area that focuses on lifestyle medicine. This is the use of evidence based lifestyle therapeutic approaches, such as a whole food plant based diet, regular physical exercise, adequate sleep, and stress management to treat, prevent, and oftentimes reverse lifestyle related chronic diseases that are all too prevalent. Every week, they feature a guest who speaks on one of these lifestyle medicine pillars. This show is for you, the person who is seeking to improve your overall wellness and quality of life. So whether you are driving, walking, or relaxing at home, we hope this show will provide you one more tool for your wellness toolbox. Let's meet today's podcast guest.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Plant Based DFW Podcast. This is Maya Acosta, and this is episode 143. This is my last interview, actually, for the series that I've been sharing with you on pod advisory committee members. That is part of the Plant Peer Communities Pod Network, and we have been working on sharing our stories so that we can inspire other pod leaders. Well, in this episode, in episode 143, I share my story with you. I share how I got started in becoming plant-based and how I got started in creating the pod that I had here in the Dallas area. And I'm also going to share with you how I got started on being a podcaster. So I hope that you enjoy this episode.
2: Hello, my name is Sally Lipsky. I am from Plant-Based Pittsburgh, and I'm proud to be here interviewing Maya Costa today. We are both members of the Plant-Pure Advisory Committee, so welcome to you, Maya.
0: Thank you, Sally. I'm so excited that the roles are sort of reversed today and that you'll be the one asking me questions. I recently had a conversation with you and got to know a little bit about you, your pod, how you got started. So it's awesome. I love that you'll be asking me questions because I'm usually not the one sharing. So. Thanks.
2: The tables are turned and here we go. Okay. So why don't you start by introducing yourself,
0: just where you're from, the pod you're associated with. And little background. I live here in the Dallas area. I'm not actually from Dallas. I've been here less, not even 10 years, but this is where my husband is. And so when we met, I was in San Diego, and then I relocated to Dallas. And it's funny to know that I became vegan here in the Dallas area because of meat country. You know, people talk about Dallas and Fort Worth as being, you know, a lot of cowboys in the area, a lot of people consuming meat. So yeah, this is where I learned about veganism. And so I just, Celebrated five years of being vegan. So
2: (laughs) that is so great. Yes. Yes.
0: Basically, when we discovered this way of living, we didn't know anyone. It's not like anyone ever came to me and talked to me about veganism or anything like that. It was YouTube how I got started. Tell us more about how you, yeah, we're curious. I have always been interested in nutrition. And as a result, in college, I took a class, a nutrition class. I spend most of my adult years trying to figure it all out. So anyway, that leads me to watching (laughs) these videos on YouTube, what really pushed me to go vegan was watching Freely the Banana Girl. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. So she was a very popular YouTuber at that time that really had this movement going on where she encouraged a lot of people to start their own YouTube videos, to really talk about veganism, like really raise some awareness. What she would do is talk about a celebrity and their diet. And usually it was surrounded around fad diets and weight loss and calorie restriction and all of that. And so I'm sitting there kind of listening to her and things start to make sense. Like, yeah, why is it that we're always trying to lose weight? Why do we focus so much on that, this obsession that we have? And then we know that people diet and then they gain weight afterwards because it's never like a sustainable way of living. Why
2: don't you just let the audience know who your husband is too.
0: So my husband is a vascular surgeon here in the Dallas area. And eventually when we learned about all of this, we decided that we wanted to teach the patients the information about plant-based nutrition. And so now he has become very active. We started really speaking to the community and then we started speaking at medical schools because what really shocked him is that around the time that Dr. Dean Ornish, who, by the way, is from Dallas, I don't know if you knew that.
2: (laughs) I knew he was from Texas, yes. Yes.
0: So around the time that Dr. Dean Ornish was doing some of his innovative work on lifestyle medicine, on helping to reverse some of these heart conditions and atherosclerosis through lifestyle, which included nutrition and diet. At that same time, my husband was coming out of medical school and doing residency and all that, and was told this is a condition that absolutely can never be reversed. Once an individual develops blockages and things like that, now you're just gonna have to treat them. There is like no cure. The idea of reversals never even came to his mind. And that was in the 90s. That's incredible. (laughs) Can you (laughs) imagine? It's incredible, go ahead. When talking about physicians, what fascinates me today and what drives me today is knowing that there are all these young physicians that are coming out with this knowledge now. They're gonna be the doctors of the future, like.
2: Oh my gosh, I mean, that's, that's where it has to start. It has to start with the, our medical professionals
0: to learn mm-hmm. a preventive way so, and a it, way
2: to reverse, of course,
0: yes, disease. Yeah. The funny thing is that he is very science-based. Anything I present to him, I have to have information and data to back it up.
2: Yeah, it's interesting how, I mean, one, when they stop eating meat and animal and flesh for one reason, you start seeing all the other reasons and it becomes part of your identity. What's your ownership of, for
0: as you said, ethical, moral health reasons? Just like you said, now that I learned about this way of living, and I started to then later on watch the documentaries like Dominion and Cowspiracy and things like that. Then I realized like the unnecessary torture and pain that animals endure for the sake of a few minutes of pleasure.
2: So it sounds like you, between you and your husband, you sort of led him into this journey of plant-based eating.
0: Yes. I say he's a very science-based individual who believes in the science. And when he shares his story, he always talks about, he felt he was eating a very healthy diet. I was telling him one thing because of Banana Girl, the YouTuber, and then I was reading Dr. McDougall, but it was Rip Esselstyn that really got under his skin about it all. Really?
2: So now <laughs> yes. the text in there. Yes.
0: Yeah. So Esselstyn happened to be on tour for one of his books. And as you know, he was stopping by Whole Foods. And so I convinced my husband to go and to just kind of entertain the idea of what this man had to say. We invited another friend that was a firefighter. We walked out of there kind of like, you know, like you feel like you stepped into the Twilight Zone. And we were like, hmm. Wow, so much to think about, so much to talk about. Now we have to really do the research. So that's what we did. He read the China study and that was it. Yeah, for me too.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that I guess kickstarted his journey into mm-hmm. accepting and just being motivated, right? To continue right. with it. Yes. Wow, that, that's wonderful. So tell us, how did you, when did you start your pod? What do you do with your pod?
0: I think it was 2016 when I made the complete change. The first year, and this leads up to how we went plant-based, my first year I was vegan. My whole goal was just not to eat anything with an animal product. And we were also traveling, which made it even more challenging because I didn't know anything about meal prepping and staples or anything like that. So I remember eating a lot of pasta, a lot of potatoes. It makes sense because that's where you were at that time, yes. Yes, I didn't know better. I thought, oh, I let go of like pizza. Now I can eat a vegan pizza with processed, you know, vegan cheese and things like that. And it's no criticism to anyone, but I noticed that I started gaining weight. So I didn't really feel all that healthy, but I was excited to be a vegan and that's all that mattered to me. The Banana Girl, the YouTuber I was watching was actually a very healthy plant-based. I think she was fully raw vegan. So she was actually eating very clean. So I just learned eating processed foods by watching other videos. And then, and my husband at this time was not on board with me. He was eating what I was cooking, but he was still holding on to a few things. And one day I came to him and I said, you know what, I think I'm not eating very healthy, because I'm not eating salads. I don't have a lot of vegetables in my diet. I think I'm doing this thing wrong. So then I went back to studying a little bit more. Of course, the start solution helped me rip Besselstein's books. I mean, I bought every book that I could buy at that time. And I started doing away with the added salts and the oils and sugars. And I started just cooking a lot more at home. And that's when I learned this is plant-based eating. (laughs) So to answer your question, so a year had gone by and we didn't know anyone that was doing this work. Yeah. I remember I was Googling and I said, Oh my God, I wonder if we can find a plant-based doctor. Because at the time my husband was not a plant-based doctor. So I was Googling and is there a plant-based doctor here in the Dallas area? And there was very limited anything. I didn't know about any organizations. I knew about Happy Cow which is kind of like when I was traveling, I was learning what I could eat based on Happy Cow Reviews. We also knew at this time when my husband came on board that we wanted to teach the patients this information. So that's where everything got started. We said the majority of his patients are advanced cases, so they're referred by other physicians. So they could have anything from diabetes and now are on dialysis, hypertension, carotid, arteries. So Riz does a lot of limb salvage. So he works on that as well. So there are, you know, he often says that by the time they get to him, they're sort of going downhill. And so he's just managing symptom after symptom after symptom.
2: That must be so discouraging for him also, which is another impetus for the two of you to work
0: towards educating That's right. So he manages both the medical and the surgical part of his work. So in other words, like he becomes kind of like the primary physician of his patients. So he's managing everything related to them. And of course, the procedures that need to take place. What he loves about his job is he gets to know his patients for 10, 15 years.
2: Oh, wow. So he has a very big influence on them.
0: Very much. So all of this got started is before we actually joined Plant Peer Communities, we were already doing our kind of events. So we decided to partner with a local library to kind of see if they would be open to us offering like these adult classes on nutrition that we would offer free of charge just to kind of inform the community that there's another way of living. We partnered with a library that's very close by. But then as fate would have it, a librarian from another library who has larger auditorium, she happened to attend because she herself was on this path of you know, discovering this way of living. And so she invited us and she said, I would love it if you would host all of your events at our library, I will support you, you can host twice as many people. That was the beginning of a very nice relationship that we have with her. And as you know, right now, we've had to cancel everything. But we've done everything from hosting documentaries, a lot like what you do. So we host documentaries there, I've invited other guests, other specialists to talk about health. Um, we've had potlucks. I partnered with local small businesses that are in the plant-based field so that we can support them as well, which is to me, it's such a wonderful way of showing unity is collaborating as a community so that we help feature each other. People
2: that are part of your pod, should they include just the general community who find out about the pod, but also patients
0: Yeah, so that was what we wanted to do in the first place was create a non-threatening environment so that they could be among other people. So basically, here's where we're set up. We would love you to come. Other people are coming. And then you you are among everyone else. So no one knows who you are. (laughs) That's
2: such a splendid idea. Uh, Yes.
0: And it was the same thing with our community walks. We said, well, if we just start walking and inviting patients, maybe they'll be open to it. And then discovered Walk with the Doc And we said, let's partner with this organization because they're doing exactly what we believe in. And we're part of a bigger movement. But anyway, uh, to get back sort of to how all this started, we were already doing our work. But it was the Plant Pure Nation documentary that I watched that shook me. It had like all this energy going through my body. And I don't know if that's how you felt. The end of it, huh? <laughs> It has to come from
2: the ground on up. I remember that,
0: yes. I had a whole list of everything I had to watch and every book I had to read and I was checking them off, checking that. I, w- I literally went back to school in a way to learn all of this. Plant Pure Nation was the documentary that taught me about the politics behind creating change, especially when it comes to the food industry. I also learned that the 10-day jumpstart actually showed that patients can change, really have an effect in terms of their biometrics. So all you need is 10 days to see that this way of living works. And then the final thing, like you just said, it was the call to action at the end of the documentary that said, it starts with you, like you supporting your community and telling them about this way of life is how it all happens i have chills as i'm talking
2: you know what that's interesting because you and your husband i can remember nelson campbell saying it's not going to come from the institutions it's not going to be talked down it's going to be ground up and you and your husband are perfect examples of that because it didn't come from within the hospital and healthcare system it came because you two ignited it from the ground up
0: thank you gosh yeah you know that's why i feel you and i and a lot of us can connect because it comes from within like you feel like this a calling like a new purpose in your life absolutely you
2: yeah. can yes and that's what keeps our uh, drives us yes to that's share right. it and to let other people it's, it is creating a um just communities of health that's all yes
0: we said if we know Based on the research that we've done now, you know, reading all this evidence-based information, if we know that you can prevent, halt, and in some cases reverse these conditions, why wouldn't we want to tell other people about it? Like morally, it's the right thing to do. Yes. It's just the right thing to do. And what ended up happening, Sally, is that as we started to be kind of a voice in the community, because we didn't know other people, they started coming out. And then we found out about someone else that had been doing this work before. And then you learn about other people that have been vegan way longer than we have been. And it's just like suddenly people are finding their place. And I don't want to say that we had anything to do with it, but I think it's just being vocal about it that
2: don't underestimate the work that the two of you are doing. Yes. Well, when you watched Plant Pure Nation, is that when you then went to you found the Plant Pure communities?
0: Let's just say that I watched the documentary, I got all excited, but I feel and then this is that whole thing that you say about underestimate myself. I didn't feel qualified. I felt that I was still new and that I had a remember I had a list of documentaries and books to read. And Plant Nation was one of them it, that was on the list, but I felt like I still wasn't ready. So it took me like another year as we were growing, we started doing this work, but it took us time before we actually joined Plant Communities because we weren't ready to be the leaders. I wanted to really have a, a lot of the information under my belt so that I can answer questions. I didn't study nutrition, so that wasn't my background. So I had to like learn all of this. And on top of that, I was kind of going through a lot of this content, trying to see like what my husband needed to learn, because he didn't have the time to watch 10 documentaries. So I was like, I'm going to watch all of them and then see which ones he really needs to watch. And we just like binge watched everything. And then once we got started, and that leads me back to like, discovering that there are a lot more people in the Dallas Fort Worth area that are on board with this is then you realize that they all have different talents and different knowledge and different abilities. And some are trained as dietitians and some are trained as health coaches. And so it's like, well, I don't have to be all of this. There are other people that are qualified. Yes, I'm glad you recognize
2: that. (laughs) Otherwise you'd be totally overwhelmed and yes.
0: (laughs) And, And one of our nice relationships that we built was with a registered dietitian that has been on board for about 18 years of her life. And she's so well um, prepared and you know, she gives lectures as well. So that's when I saw more myself as an organizer rather than having to be all of it. So that's when I became a little bit more resourceful and said, Okay, I'm going to choose these people to come on board and help support us. My goal has always been, yes, we kind of fall under the umbrella of plant-based DFW, but really my goal had been to support other people in the work that they're doing so that other people, other clients or patients can go to them for resources. And so sending people to say a local plant-based meal prep business that we know of, you know, sending people there. So it's, it's about highlighting everybody, not necessarily just us, but highlighting the movement that is happening in the Dallas area.
2: Yes. Yes. You're a connector.
0: People tell me that all the time. They always tell me that it is, but it's that excitement that I have. And energy
2: comes through because yes, and I can see, and you're very genuine and so, and generous. So I could see where people would want to, to work with you. So that is great. So tell us a little bit more here. Is there anything you want to add as far as what you, because you had mentioned the fact now, do you actually work with your husband, as you say, a wellness coach?
0: So my husband has been in practice for over 25, 25 years or so. The North Texas Vascular Center that he set up, he set up about, gosh, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. And I always wanted to play a significant role. I like being the backbone of an organization. And so I was doing more of the website. Development and working behind the scenes and all of that. And when we learned about this way of life, suddenly it was like, I know what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel like a patient advocate. Like, my goal is to be a voice for the patients, my goal is to be a resource for the patients, to help people know, to kind of put resources in their hands to encourage them. And so Kind of tying back a little bit to organizations we work with, so the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine became a huge resource for me initially. Now we participate in their eight-week nutrition programs, but um, they create, and I don't know if enough people know about this, but they create so much great content that physicians can have in their lobbies, in their waiting areas. And so my first thing was like, let's get a hold of all that content and have brochures for every patient, every new patient that comes through, along with the diabetes program that they have where you can educate the patients about diabetes. It's a whole curriculum that's put together by Dr. Neil Barnard. And so for me, it was like important to get all that information into the clinic. So that we can empower patients. Um, so that's the first step. We know that the greatest way to immediately improve your, your health is through diet. A lot of people focus on exercise. I'm going to hit the gym. I'm going to walk X amount of miles every day, but really it's just making daily choices. So I feel like the physicians, uh, committee made it really easy for me to teach patients on, you know, how to get started through the newsletter as well. I provide recipes. I provide resources. So a lot of the patients aren't able to come and go e- freely because of, say, mobility issues, health issues. So the best way for me to create content to support patients is by making videos, by making the podcast, and also sending newsletters. So content in the newsletters is the best way. So they're all in, uh, signed up to my newsletter. <laughs> and so we started our podcast in 2018. And it was just gonna be like a normal, Dr. is and Maya having a weekly conversation about different health issues and uh, how we can support the patients. And then I quickly realized my husband is too busy (laughs) to sit every week with me and chat. So then what became my focus was to bring experts, dietitians, health coaches. So anyway, I thought with the podcast every week, I can have a specialist come on and talk about the benefits of eating a plant-based diet. And then little by little, you know, you hear it enough times and you, you, you know, hopefully you'll be convinced by hearing various people talk about what they've seen in their patients. But also when we have people sharing their testimonies of having, you know, significant changes, improving their health, managing their cancer. I've seen weight loss, all of that, I think, is enough content to kind of convince people as well. What we do with the podcast is sort of like what we used to do in person. So when we held, for example, when we showcase a documentary, I would always make sure to have a panel of experts. So you have the doctor and the dietitians, and then you have someone giving testimony. And then so our guests, our audience could always ask questions. And so, you know, like a lot of these in-person events of people just standing up and saying, well, I had three heart attacks and now I'm doing very well. I feel better or I've reversed my diabetes. I'm managing my diabetes. Like all of that is so encouraging in person. So it's a little harder. And I hope that in some ways with the podcast, it kind of still helps to create change. But
2: yeah, there's nothing like the power of personal testimony. It's so encouraging for me as with you and your husband, when patients, like you mentioned, you had these materials in the waiting room and that Mm -hmm. is what they see. That's where right away they see there's an alternative right there while they're sitting and waiting. I said, ah, that's so effective. So what would you want to say that we haven't touched here? A call to action? What else do you want to say about your
0: pod? I do want to mention lifestyle medicine. It is the umbrella that are of the content that we have on our podcast. And why I feel that lifestyle medicine, that whole kind of new field in medicine is important is because it's all science-based. It's all evidence-based. It's lifestyle. There's science that shows that Healthier lifestyle changes can help you get on track with your health. And what I love most about all of that is that, and again, I do consider myself a patient advocate, is that we're giving the power back to the patient. And all we're saying is, we know that eating this way, eating more plant-based foods, eating more vegetables, more fruit, more starchy foods, and all of that has been shown to help you manage your insulin levels. They actually help with weight loss. You can reduce your hypertension by eating the right foods. There's so many things that people can do right now in their home without spending a lot of money and without relying on medication. And I'm not against medication. I'm not a physician, but I support what the specialists do with their patients. And then, but I support the idea also that you have more power than anyone has ever told you. You have power to create huge changes in your life. And then the healthier you eat, the more energy you have to get out there and exercise. And that's, there's science that shows that exercise can be just as effective as medicine in elevating mood and managing stress and helping you process sometimes the things that are happening in your mind. So there's so many things that you can do just by understanding how exercise works. And I'm very excited, Sally, because after our conversation, I'll be interviewing An individual that's boarded in lifestyle medicine who is a fitness coach who uses exercise as medicine. So we'll be talking about that. But anyway, stress management, sleep hygiene, all of that plays a huge role into how your health is affected. And so I love all that, that field. Going back to plan peer communities, I feel very honored to be part of that organization. Even if I weren't part of this new pod advisory committee, I feel like I have found my family. I feel like I'm home. Because I'm part of this worldwide movement of people who want to support each other. What Nelson Campbell and the entire organization has done is created the sense of unity and support that we all need. It's crucial. It's crucial. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you don't want to feel like isolated.
2: And when you, that connection with others really sustains that plant based yeah. eating.
0: In terms of, you know, what the future holds, and so I feel like this pod advisory committee is working towards how we can get, you know, reignite and motivate one another. We're slowly trying to see where we can move to maybe offering in-person events again. We're resuming our walk with the doc. That's part of one of the things that we do with them. But one of the emphasis for us, Sally, is when we gather people for a walk, we have 15 minutes to talk about a health topic. And we always will bring it back to nutrition because we know that how we eat affects our health. And so whatever that topic is for the month, whether it's heart disease or it's breast cancer, or we're talking about respiratory issues, we always come back to the idea that food plays a significant role. So we find different ways to participate with organizations to still have a voice about nutrition. When we became part of Plant Peer Communities, I felt like now we were officially recognized as a group. (laughs) But anyway, so if people want to learn more about us, we have two websites, plantbasedfw.com and then podcasts. Dot com. Okay. And it's just like all our guests are under the podcast website. And um, you know, we include videos, 15 different apps where people can listen. I have the transcripts on there as well in case you just want to read the interview. But our hope is to resume in-person events.
2: I know. But, I I'm with <laughs> you. Yes. I guess.
0: So just a final one question
2: here. Have you and your husband influenced other physicians to at least consider?
0: Or yes. So two parts to that. The first one is that so my husband, Dr. Riz, put together a list of his missions, just personal missions and goals that he has for creating change. And one of them was to speak at medical schools, which we were doing before the pandemic. And so the interesting thing about that is that we did build a momentum. He recently just spoke to a medical school in London about a month ago. He's still doing it by Zoom. I was hoping we could open it up, this discussion to plant peer communities as well. But they really wanted, the medical school really wanted this to be for the students, for the staff, for the faculty. And so we honored that, which was special for them so that they had that interaction with him. We're going to continue to do that. A couple of things. So my husband kind of works for two other hospitals as well. But his main hospital, he was able to get the CEO to read the How Not to Die book two years ago. And he went plant-based. And so he's working on the menu of the hospital. That's still a little tricky because food industry plays a big role, as we know on this. What has been interesting, and it is part of his story, my husband, is that when he's in surgery at the hospital, he really has the opportunity to talk about anything he wants. (laughs) I mean, it's become a regular thing that he comes home and he says, guess who's gone plant-based? Guess who's now on board? So he's been very vocal with staff and other people other specialists at the hospital so a lot of people are starting to get on board what's also amazing is that you know we're sailors before we were partly in Florida a lot well now he's gotten some of the sailors to come on board and go plant-based I guess when people are ready and they speak to the right person you never know how many times they've heard this message what we say in the information that we share eventually will fall on the right ears.
2: I'm sure that's so rewarding for both you and your husband to see that influence. That's wonderful. Yes. And I love that operating room,
0: captive (laughs) audience. And you never know if
2: the patient unconscious
0: there, what (laughs) slips through. That is true. (laughs) And then finally, you kind of mentioned if there's a call to action, there's so many resources that I want to share, but I think the one, and like I said earlier, the one documentary that really shook and really planted in me the idea that I have to be a leader in this like I have to move or be active was uh, Plant Pure Nation. So I recommend that if you get a chance you can see Plant Pure Nation on YouTube. It's a uh, free to watch definitely watch that and then go on plantpurecommunities.org and try to see if there's a pot in your area. Try to see how active they are, either try to help revive them or consider starting a pod in your area to help support people to do potlucks, to do documentary, watch documentaries and things like that. And you'd be surprised how many people will come out and say, Yeah, I could use this. Like I'm transitioning and I could really use this support. Yes,
2: and you are forming such a wonderful community.
0: But thank you so much, Sally, for taking the time to chat with me about the work that I do. And wish to life. really, I'm saying you're a delightful person. And, and I'm giving you a virtual hug there. You've been listening to the Plant Based DFW podcast show. If you like our content, please like, share and leave a review. Our goal is to provide quality episodes to help support the community.